Our uh, second scripture this morning is taken from Romans 8, 22 through 27. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in travail together until now. And not only the creation, but ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Praise be the words. So today is in Pentecost, and the liturgical color is red. That's why we're all wearing, wearing red. It's the only season of the Christian calendar that has a fashion line attached to it, which is kind of fun. I enjoy that. <laughs> Uh, it's also been called the birth of the church. Pentecost uh, comes 50 days after the resurrection. And actually, it's a, you may, maybe you don't know this, but uh, Pentecost is actually a Jewish holiday. It represents the giving of the law on Mount Sinai and uh, comes 50 days after P- Passover as well. So uh, it's a minor holiday these days among the Jewish people, but uh, it's... Uh, uh, it's a significant one nonetheless, and that's when we see the disciples meeting in Jerusalem. It is to celebrate Pentecost, this holiday, the giving of the law. And it is on that day that tongue, the Holy Spirit uh, the, as a wind, a rushing wind and tongues of fire came on their heads and they received the law in a new way, just as Ken said, uh, written on their hearts. And they received that Holy Spirit, that indwelling of the Holy Spirit that empowered them and gave them the ability to, uh, to move from Jerusalem out into the world, sharing the gospel, the good news of Christ, uh, by the leading of that empowerment that came from the Holy Spirit. Even Peter, that bumbling uh, disciple who never had the right thing to say or the right thing to do or was always putting his foot in his mouth, gave an eloquent speech uh, when people suggested that the disciples were junk, or were drunk uh, there at uh, Pentecost. An incredible moment with this uh, power from on high. There's fire. There's wind. There's a lot of noise. There's people talking in different languages. It's chaos. It's mighty. It's huge. It's epic. And then uh, here we are in Romans, listening from listening to Paul talk to the Roman church. In his letter, some 25 years later, Paul is talking about hope and about waiting, and about patience. What the heck happened? 
right? <laughs> we had all this great hoopla. I mean, it was a great ending to a movie, right? All this chaos and, you know, if, if we had Nazis with melting faces, that would just put the icing on the cake, right? It's that kind of thing. It's that kind of epic ending. The Holy Spirit comes down and they all lived happily ever after is where it ought to go. But, but here we are in Romans 25 years later and Paul is trying to encourage the church to hang in there keep going you we need just hang on to that hope be patient and wait don't you get tired of being told to wait we get told to wait a lot in the bible and here again we are told to wait and here paul is talking about that same holy spirit that same on fire holy spirit interceding with sighs too deep for words somewhere we have gone from loud tongues of fire to heavy sighs <sighs> what happened how did we get there i would say even today there's a lot to sigh about isn't there Global terrorism, wars raging around the world, sexual exploitation of children that somehow becomes a political volleyball. I can't even get started on this nonsense. Modern slavery, racism, and conflict. The largest gap between rich and poor in the history of ever tracking those kinds of things climate change and the general malaise of the population about climate change <sighs> there's a lot to sigh about broken families broken relationships broken hearts loved ones who are sick loved ones who are dying suddenly or worse, dying slowly, fighting cancer or other diseases. Bad news, unemployment, money issues, money issues, career issues, all kinds of issues. Our children facing a difficult world. My little boy, my little boy, spending months in a rehab program because he can't lick this disease, this addiction. <sighs> a lot to sigh about. But Paul tells us that the world, nay, the whole creation, is groaning with labor pangs. He tells us that in hope, we wait. That the whole creation is in labor pangs. As if something big is about to happen. Something big is coming. So, in a sense, Pentecost is basically a, one of those contractions I remember when my children were being born, contractions were a big deal, 
right, ladies? <laughs> Contractions were a big deal. And I'm not going to pretend I know what that is like, right? <laughs> Maybe if, what is it, Carol Burnett said that the only way you can relate to, men can relate to childbirth is if we took our lower lip and wrapped it over our heads. <laughs> and then we might get an inkling, right? <laughs> But here we have in Pentecost a contraction that reminds us that something big, something bigger is coming. And Paul reminds us that we do not base our hope on what we have already known, but on that which we are anticipating. So we have received the Holy Spirit and big things are happening. That, it's not that that isn't big, but... We base our hope on what is to come, what is yet going to happen, that something bigger. Peter's story calls this the great neverthelessness of God. He was a Methodist bishop serving in South Africa during apartheid, a, a horrible time in our human history. The South African, so he served there and the government had all the power and were oppressing black South Africans. Nevertheless, God was with the poor. Amen. The South African regime did not hesitate to use force to stop rebellion in South Africa. Nevertheless, People like Story and Desmond Tutu led black South Africans in peaceful revolution. The odds were against them. Nevertheless, they were victorious with God's help. Amen. The people, once oppressed, could have retaliated. Nevertheless, God empowered them to forgive their enemies and to start a new day in South Africa. Amen. This is the source of our hope. This neverthelessness of God. You know, I love the Christian calendar uh, because it moves in this cycle. And it's really not clear where it begins or where it ends. It just keeps going it technically starts on in advent which makes sense the birth of christ and we wait in hope for the birth of jesus and there's all these obstacles all these these foreboding things leading up to it and nevertheless in the birth narrative we experience the fulfillment of all of our hopes and dreams the christ child is born in difficult times Nevertheless, He is born. And yet, the people still sigh. So Jesus grows up, preaches the kingdom of God, heals the blind, cures the sick, deaf people here, walking on water. He's, he's rallying people around, poor people, but rallying people around, fishermen and the like. Yet the people still sigh as He is crucified, dead and buried. But on the third day, Jesus raises triumphant Amen. Yet the people 
still sigh with doubt. But on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes empowering us to live with Christ, to live as Christ lived, to live as the hands and feet of Christ in this world. And yet, the people sigh as they face the struggles of life without Jesus. But then, we anticipate rebirth of Christ again. And hope is born again. And we realize our hope again. But then we always come back to sighing again. It is a cycle. And yet the message of Pentecost is clear. The Spirit of God is with us. Amen? The Spirit of God is with us. It, 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 at times, it is empowering us to proclaim and claim the kingdom of God for this world. At times, it is like God is speaking through us and we can't even understand what we're saying, but we're saying it anyway. At times, it's like a rushing wind that blows around us and no one can deny its power. At times, it's like tongues of fire that come and rest on our heads illuminating the world around us. That Shekinah glory of God is so obvious. Ooh, who can stop us? Amen? At times, it's the Comforter. At times, it's that warm blanket. That's why they call them Comforters, right? <laughs> it's that warm blanket we pull up over us. At times, it's that glimmer of hope, that birthday candle of light in the darkness, that which we hang on to when we have nothing else to hang on to. The message of Pentecost is clear. The Spirit of God is with us. And our hope is found in the never-ending ebb and flow that draws us ever closer to the birth and the rebirth of all creation that Paul encourages us to look for. Let us pray. Loving God, whose Spirit empowers us this day, whose Spirit comforts us this day, whose Spirit dwells within us this day and all our days, we thank You. We commit ourselves to following that same Spirit in deep sorrow and in great elation, in inspiration, and in times of mourning. For all you are and all you do, and in your Son's name we pray. Amen.